0: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezinski. And today I am interviewing Casey Orvidas. And this is a fantastic episode. I, I told her after we stopped recording that I was so happy of like all the things that she brought up, because if you are in the current round of Macros 101... You are going to hear the things that Casey says and you're going to be like, oh yeah, we do that in Macros 101. Oh, I've heard Amber talk about that in Macros 101. Oh yeah, Amber coached on that. And I told her it was, it's, it's one of those things where it's like you say these things as a coach and it's so affirming to have somebody else say them. You know, it's like in the scriptures it's like out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. I feel like in a lot of ways Casey is the second witness to so many of the things that I talk about on this podcast. Casey is has her PhD and we're going to talk a little bit about um, her research and specifically how her research dove into fixed versus growth mindset in the realm of health and fitness. And you're, we're going to get deep into this idea of fixed versus growth mindset and about how you can start to recognize your current mindset and then improve it. Because I think that's the key is at the very beginning of the episode, you'll hear us talk about how mindset has become more of a trendy word that a lot of people are using. And we're starting to realize and wake up to the fact that our mindset is really important. And yet sometimes it can feel very intangible, like... We don't really know how, like you can't touch or hold somebody's mindset. So how the heck are we supposed to be able to know what it is and improve it? And the thing that I love about Casey is that she gives really tangible action-based tips that you can start to implement today. And so you're going to walk away from this episode having a good idea, one, about where your mindset is, and then two, some of the very specific ways that you can start to improve it. Because when you improve your mindset the results that you get start to improve. You're going to love this episode. And when you do, I just ask please share it with somebody. Share it on your social media, share it on your stories, text it to a friend, message it to your mother, somebody who you think would benefit from this episode. And then go ahead and tag both Casey and I on the episode so that we know that you're listening and we know what your biggest takeaways were from the episode. As a content creator, there's nothing better than putting something out into the world for free and having people say thank you by taking. Taking the time to share it, and then the second way that you can support the podcast—again, this is a free podcast—and so as as a, co- a content consumer myself, I'm always looking for, hey, how can I say thank you? How can I have that reciprocity towards the people who are offering really great free content? Two of the ways you can do it: one is share the content, and the second is to leave a rating and review. So, whatever platform you're listening to this take the next two to three minutes, go and write a rating review. It really makes a difference for the podcast. And it's one of the best ways that you can say thank you for all the free content that we put here on the podcast. So without further ado, let's dive into the interview with Casey. All right. I am so excited to welcome Casey to the podcast. Casey, give us a little introduction and just tell my audience
1: a little about you, a little about what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I like to kind of call myself half and half. So I'm half health fitness coach, um, kind of focus on things like macros and strength training, which I'm sure you all hear a lot already on this podcast. And then the other half of me is very academic. I'm a psychologist. I focus on mindset, behavior change, all that kind of stuff, like thinking a little bit more In-depth on motivation, why we do things the way we do human behavior is kind of the big umbrella term here. So I am half and half psychologist and health and fitness coach. And I try to essentially blend those two worlds that I have expertise in, um, whether that is coaching other coaches when it comes to understanding behavior change and mindset. Um, in psychology or doing one-on-one coaching and working with more general population to help folks better understand how their mindset plays a role in how often they exercise and how healthy they eat. One of the things that I love
0: on your Instagram page is it says, I was studying mindset before mindset was cool. <laughs> and I do think that like mindset has become more of in vogue. And I think people are starting to realize how much that that plays a role in the results mm-hmm. that they're getting and so people are waking up to that and and becoming more aware of it but i'm i'm curious 100%. what i mean if you, if you're like i i was doing it before it was cool like what drew you <laughs> specifically to it before it was something that a lot of people were thinking about
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it is really funny for me to be in the position that I am in and see mindset literally blow up. I actually was looking at, this is like public data that you can look into is Google search terms and how that those trends have changed over time. And things like mindset, mindset coaching have just like skyrocketed in the last like five years or so. So I got my PhD at the end of 2019. So I've been effectively researching mindset for these health behaviors since 2015. In 2015, there were not like, all that many mindset coaches out there. And now it feels like every other person I come across who's a fitness coach also happens to be a mindset coach. So like you were saying, it's definitely become very, very popular in that way, which honestly, it's like no hate. I love that that is where we're going. And people are waking up to the idea that behavior change, psychology, mindset, those sort of like core beliefs and like how you were like, raised all of these things actually play a role in your ability to get healthy and fit and stay consistent and to do all these things and change your lifestyle and all the stuff that people are wanting to do. So I'm very happy that's the direction we're going. However, yes, it does become a little bit of an issue because there's everybody's talking about mindset in a thousand different ways and like maybe one of in a thousand are actually the evidence way, evidence-based way to be talking about it. So with that said, how I got into it, honestly, I kind of like fell into mindset research. And it wasn't something that I was actively seeking. Again, it wasn't super popular like it is today back in when I was applying for grad school in 2013, 2014. So what I was really personally interested in was essentially just better understanding how we can start to answer the question of why people do not exercise and eat healthy when they know that there are 1 million benefits for them, that they could literally add years to their lives, that they could feel better on a day-to-day basis. And we still have like, it's up to, I think CDC says like 80% of adult Americans are not like exercising enough or eating enough vegetables or whatever it may be. So what is going on here, right? Like every, it's not a knowledge issue. There's something else going on here that is keeping people from doing these things. And Back in college, I very much became that person who fell in love with strength training, fell in love with eating healthy and like figuring out like the amount of like control and confidence that can kind of come from being in that lifestyle and really like woke up to that fact and wanted more women specifically to be able to feel like the empowerment and the confidence that come from comes from strength training and people understanding how good that they, they can actually feel. So being a psychology student at the time, I was really just interested in figuring out how do we get more people to do this and like, why are more people not and really trying to get at the core of this issue of like the obesity epidemic that we have on our hands and all of these things. So being a psychology student, I was starting to kind of just like think about like, well, there's got to be something going on here, just the way we think about things, the beliefs that we hold, that sort of thing. But again, I had no idea that there was a whole world of mindset research out there at that time. So as I was starting to look into graduate school programs, I was essentially looking at programs that focused on like health psychology, sports psychology, social psychology, specific professors that were doing work with obesity and health behaviors and that sort of thing. Um, And I came across Dr. Jenny Burnett, who is still currently at North Carolina State University, and she... Became my PhD advisor, but came across some of the work that she was doing in mindset and how that plays a role in the world of obesity and what we're doing when essentially we're calling someone obese or classifying obesity as like a medical condition, like what that does to someone's mindset. And then in turn, how that influences their behaviors around that. And I thought that was super, super interesting. So I interviewed there. I loved North Carolina. I was living in Minnesota at the time and was very much ready <laughs> to leave the cold winters. Loved North Carolina um, and decided to come here. So I joined what is now and is still the Mindset Lab at NC State. So that's where I spent my entire academic career, essentially studying how your mindset plays a role in how often you exercise, how healthy you eat, and just how, how much you engage in these health behaviors and ultimately like why and how we can get people to do that more consistently. So it really was spending a lot of time with health behavior change very globally and a lot of different um, perspectives like self-control and stress and motivation and things like that. But my thesis and like where I kind of spent the majority of my time was on growth versus fixed mindset specifically. So that really is my, if I had like a very, very pinpoint and that's like the point of a PhD, right? Is to become an expert in a very specific area. And like, that is my specific area is growth versus fixed mindset for health behavior. So yeah, long story short. I didn't really know anything about mindset and I kind of came across this and was like, oh, this is pretty cool and sort of fell in love with it along the way and while I was actually doing the the research on it.
0: Uh, so fascinating. I, I I don't know if you know this about me, but I I lived in North Carolina. We lived in Durham for three years, oh. so like very familiar with NC State. My husband went to UNC, um, okay. And then uh, so I'm a nurse as well. And so when you start talking about like evidence based practice, you know that is something that it's very familiar with. In you know my husband's a physician, I'm a nurse. It's like everything that you do is we only do it if there's research to back it. If you can if you can <laughs> yeah. have research to have evidence of like that is actually something that's helpful. And it's one of the things that I appreciate most about you is because yes people can say whatever they feel, I feel like this is helpful. I feel like this is the way that it should do it. But if you don't have the evidence to back it up, or there's no research to back it up, that that actually is helpful. We have a whole bunch of people out there spouting things that don't actually are grounded in like the actual research. And so it's one of the reasons I was so excited to bring you on is because I I want to be sharing that (laughs) evidence-based practice with with the people who are listening to the podcast. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. um, super fascinating. I'm I'm just excited to dive in a a little bit more. Um, You said you know, you talked about how over the last, you know, five years, re- Google research of, of the word mindset has exploded <laughs> and people are more f- um, familiar with it. Do you have any sense as to if there was a trigger for that? Like, why are we uh. seeing that happen? And we're just surmising, of course, but like, if you would take a guess, mm-hmm. what do you think is causing that shift in the awareness around this phenomenon? Yeah, that's a
1: really good question. Um, I'm sure, obviously, there's many variables at play here. But I think Some things that like immediately come to mind when you ask that question is that one, I think we're globally paying more attention to mental health than we ever have before. I had the same thought. I was like, I feel like therapy is just like has exploded in
0: people accepting it as something that's really valuable. Exactly. and, my, and, and these, I'm not then, saying mindset is
1: therapy, but like, you know, like you said, mental health, yes. like in general, has exactly. It. Mental health in general. And yes, therapy is part of that. Right. And just like, instead of, Oh, you see a therapist, like what's wrong with you? It's like, everybody should see a therapist. Like, do you want to see my therapist? Like you should check out yeah. my therapist. Like totally. that's becoming the conversation a little bit more. And I think, Similarly too, I think like about like the LGBTQ community and like a lot of that era kind of like people feeling more comfortable to like really be themselves and talk about some of these topics that do really really impact mental health and I think because of that people are also like waking up to the idea that like this plays a role in every aspect of our life including like health and fitness behaviors and things of that nature. So I think that's a big part of it. I also like I definitely don't want your husband's a doctor. I don't want to knock doctors, but there's definitely been a little bit of a wave of a movement. I'm sure you've seen this too, where folks are going to see doctors for certain conditions and feeling like they're not really getting all of the help that they really need when it comes to like their actual lifestyle factors and things like that. Um, so I think that might be part of it too, is like just a little bit of like, hey, we're not putting all of our eggs in the Western medicine basket anymore. Like there's some other things that need to be like, talked about and we need to think about these things and we think about our behaviors and our lifestyle and our social influences you know and things like that too so those are the two big things that come up for me is like just more emphasis on mental health which is fantastic we love that um and also just thinking like there's alternative ways to get help. Obviously, if you need a doctor, please go see a freaking doctor. Um, but there are, instead of, you know, going to see your family medicine doctor, when you feel like you're having a hard time sticking to your macros or, you know, keeping the weight off and stuff like that may not always be the best bet in that case. So that's where, yes, a health and fitness coach might actually be a really good, like augment to that health, like seeking those health seeking behaviors that you have, whether it's with your doctor or elsewise.
0: Yeah. That's a fantastic response. I, you know, I had never thought about both of those factors. I I think you're very much right. Um, looking at people more holistically realizing there are Mm -hmm. multi facets to people, Mm -hmm. right? Like you are not just your body or your mind or your spirituality or like you're, you're all of those things put together. And I think people are really more apt to, to being part of a, Mm-hmm. A whole person and and addressing yeah. the whole person, um, which I think is is fantastic. Um, I also do think that we are being more open with our humanity, and I think this is kind of what you were speaking to, like the LGBTQ things yeah, and yeah. The, and the mental health things. We're just like these are hu- human experiences that we have, yeah. emotionally eating, stress eating. Like this is a yeah. human experience that people experience, and we kind of are. I feel like this generation is like, let's take a lot of the shame out of this and the, and the guilt out of like something that's a human experience and that mm-hmm. we all experience. And let's talk about it. Um, yes. my husband is a urogynecologist. So he does female pelvic reconstructive surgery. And I was actually just oh, listening wow. to him to give a lecture and his whole thing was about like, why are we stigmatizing urinary incontinence and pelvic prolapse and these things that impact one out of every three women? but like mm. nobody talks about it. And he's like, you know, one of the things is if we want to fix this, we have to talk about it. Yeah, And that's kind of where I see mindset. And normalize it. And normalize what, it. The, it's yeah. like a human experience. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that that it's always that. fascinating to me like talk about this kind of stuff. But let's yeah. get back to quote unquote mindset because <laughs> since this is a buzzword, it freaking means something different to everybody. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so yes. um, let's kind of define it or at least the way that... We're going to use it. You're going to use it in the context mm-hmm. of, of this episode. Is like someone came to you and was like, What the heck is mindset, Casey? Like, what is mindset? You know, how would you define it?
1: Yeah. And I love that you bring that up too, that people define it in so many different ways. And I've, I've done this a few times, even just like on my Instagram stories, right? Like, what does mindset mean to you? Like, how do you define that? It's also very interesting because a lot of times I get people who are like, Before I answer this, like, I've never thought about this before, you know, like I hear this word all the time. And I think about it sort of in this as this abstract concept, I've never really thought about like, how I define it. And like, can I define it? Do I actually have words to define it? So it's one of those things where if you're if you're listening right now, I would almost like pause, the episode and think like, how do you actually define mindset? Like, what does it mean to you personally? Um, and once I do get over that hump with people and people are responding, we have these conversations, there is definitely still like a general like similarity throughout everyone's definition to some degree. It's a little bit of like, Oh, you know, it determines my actions and my behaviors or how I make decisions and things like that. And ultimately how I define mindset is the way that it's defined in the literature. And it's essentially the lens that you're taking to see the world with, right? So you're looking through this lens. It's how you're determining what things mean to you, what situations mean to you, um, how things play out and why, how you assign meaning to certain things, everything, right? So your mindset is essentially just like this display that, Everything gets filtered through in your life, um, which is a really, really big concept, um, which is then why I like to kind of distill it then down into like fixed versus growth mindset and how that looks in different perspectives, too. But ultimately, it really is like the thing that is determining how you make sense of the world. That's cool.
0: I I like the word the lens. Like that's, that Mm -hmm. makes it, it's like the lens that you're viewing it through. And, and, you know, growth mindset is all about the fact that we can change that lens, right? It's like the lens is changeable. (laughs) It's not like you get a lens (laughs) and then you have to live with that lens for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. That's the whole idea of the fact that we can change our mindset, which we're going to dive into, but not quite yet. Um, because in order to improve something, we have to, know where it is currently, right? If 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 I want to improve your blood pressure, I can't improve, improve your blood pressure until I know what your blood pressure is mm-hmm. and then take steps to be able to make it better. Yeah. And so how does one, because mindset is I can't you can't take my blood pressure for my mindset. Like, um <laughs> I wish but like what are we looking for to diagnose, okay, this is where I'm currently at with my mindset mm-hmm. so that, that we can get onto the path of starting to improve it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Super, super important. And this is something like If you ever learn from me in any capacity, I talk about awareness as being like the first step to everything, because just like you said, you can't change something. You can't improve something. If you don't know what needs changing or what needs improving, like you absolutely, you need that baseline, right? So we have all these people out there, like, especially like the personal development world. It's like, Oh, I want to change myself. I want to get better. I want to improve myself. I want to be the best wife, girlfriend like the husband, spouse, friend, mother, whatever. But like, you don't, you don't take like a take stock of where you're currently at right now. Right. So that's super, super important. So as far as like determining like, okay, well, where's my mindset at in the first place? Like, where do I fall on the spectrum of maybe like fixed to growth mindset? Um, And first thing I'll say is that it depends on what domain of your life you're looking at. So this is one of the big misconceptions about mindset that I do see a lot is that People talk about growth mindset being this big like blanket thing for your entire life. Like you either have a growth mindset or you don't about everything, right? When the truth is, and we know this from the research, that you can have a growth mindset in one area and then be super fixed mindset in another area. You can have a growth mindset about your career progression you're gonna have a fixed mindset about your ability to lose weight. So you also have to like now start with maybe one area that maybe you feel stuck in, and we can kind of already probably determine like if you're feeling stuck somewhere. I'm gonna bet, guarantee that there's a little bit of a fixed mindset going on there, right? So maybe start with one area of your life, or maybe just an area where you're like, "I my relationships feel pretty good, but I would love to get better at them." Like think about that. Think about the specific, specific relationship in your life, and then go from there. And honestly just start to pay attention, start to pay attention to your thoughts, start to pay attention to what you say to other people, when it is related to that specific area, right? So if we're talking about weight loss, and you feel like that's somewhere that you're stuck in, or you'll lose the weight, gain it back, lose the weight, gain it back, you're kind of in that yo yo phase. And you just cannot figure out what it is that you feel like you're holding your back at yourself back in some way. And there's some sort of like self limiters going on to pay attention. So like maybe you hire a coach and your coach is asking you questions and you're saying things like, "Well, nothing ever really works for me" or "Whenever I try to track macros, I just always fail and I always like fall off the wagon on the weekends and it just it doesn't really seem like any of that works for me." All of those statements are very much so fixed mindset statements. So picking up on some of those words, right? Like, "I always do this" or "I can never do that" or Something I hear a lot too is I'm just not the type of person to track macros or whatever it may be, right? So you're essentially determining right then and there that like, that's all you got, right? The truth is you don't, you have a lot more and you can always change the type of person that you are and you can always work on those skills and get better at things. But you're quite literally saying to someone else or you're telling yourself that like, this is what I always do and this is who I am have a really really hard time changing that so just really starting to pick up on some of the language you use even like thinking like you could do this a little bit retrospectively and like maybe go back through like some emails with your boss or if it's you have a coach or something like that or your significant other like looking at the language that you use and kind of doing an audit on that in the past but also starting to pay attention to it in the future that said just like blood pressure, you can do something that is a little bit more, I guess, like clinical in a way. And you can take like a mindset assessment, right? In the research that I've done and the research that they're still doing on mindset, not actively doing research right now, Um, we literally have assessments for someone to take and like fill out just like a survey to kind of get an idea of where their mindset is at. You can find that online. You can do that too. But I think personally, just spending some time opening your eyes and it re- really being intentional, even if it's just like, okay, all day today, I'm going to pay attention to how I speak about anything related to health and fitness and weight loss, because I feel like that's an area that I'm constantly stuck in. Just pay attention, Like write it down in your, your notes on your phone or you know, keep track of it on your planner, whatever it may be, and just start to take stock. You may like, really start to realize how the language that you're using, the way that you're speaking to yourself or things that you're telling yourself are actually very indicative of having that fixed mindset. So good. What would you
0: say is the difference between all or nothing thinking and growth versus fixed mindset, or are those just
1: language that we use to describe the same phenomenon? That's so funny that you say that because I like to argue that all or nothing thinking really is just a branch of fixed mindset. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of things that I'm like, it's just fixed mindset. It's just fixed mindset. Obviously I'm very biased, but also things like, you know, people throw around like victim mentality and things like that. I'm like, that's a fixed mindset, (laughs) you know, but anyway, so all or nothing thinking, It's actually termed dichotomous thinking in the literature. So if you wanted to do a Google scholar search, like that's what you're going to have most luck with. Um, So spending time. So dichotomous, you have this dichotomy. It's like black, white, good, bad, all, nothing. Right. So. My thought process is if you have a fixed mindset about something that like it has to be a certain way, otherwise, it's not good enough. You know, I was this person for a long time in the gym, I would wear my little polar heart rate monitor and I could not leave the gym until it read like 650 calories. Like that was my number. So if I did not hit that number, it wasn't good enough, it wasn't worth it, I shouldn't be there, right? So that kind of thinking is very much fixed mindset thinking because to me, it was it's either this way or there's no other way. It's a very fixed on that 650 calorie number, but it's also very much so all or nothing thinking, right? So to me, there's a lot of crossover between all or nothing thinking and fixed mindset, um, but that doesn't mean that we just smoosh them together, right? I do think that there is still some some good that comes from being able to identify the type of fixed mindset that that you have, which could very well be an all or nothing type of thinking. Yeah, that, that's so good.
0: And I realized that we started diving into this without, again, creating a definition so that everybody who's listening <laughs> understands what you mean when you say fixed versus growth mindset. So, uh, I mean, people may have made assumptions about just hearing those words, what that means, but will you kind of go into like what you learned in your research, what's been learned in, mm-hmm. from other researchers? Or like, what do we actually mean when we say fixed versus growth mindset?
1: Yes. So what it really comes down to is your belief in your ability to change or improve or develop whatever that may be. So if we're talking about like weight loss, health and fitness again, so if you have someone who feels like they have a really hard time losing weight or a really hard time keeping off the weight that they have lost or just staying consistent with their health and fitness behaviors and they're thinking to themselves, you know, well, I just don't really feel like I can change. I just don't think that this is something that I can do. You know, I see all these other people. It seems like it's so easy for them and it's just, I'm just not the type of person who can keep up with this stuff. And maybe that's why I'm unsuccessful. That's a fixed mindset, right? Versus someone else who maybe has a growth mindset about health, fitness, weight loss, etc. They may think to themselves, okay, I'm, I'm kind of struggling here. I'm not really figuring it out yet. Yet Is a big word for those with a growth mindset, but I can kind of look to some of these other people who have been successful and if they've been successful, then I should be able to be successful. So I wonder what it is that they're doing or what they've tried or like what works for them. Maybe I should have a conversation with them. You see those people as inspiration versus like more evidence as to why you can't be like them and you can't do the things that they're doing. So someone with a growth mindset does believe at their core that they can change, they can be successful, they can improve their ability to lose weight, to stay consistent in the gym, whatever. It's just that maybe they haven't figured out what works for them yet. They still need to find the right resources or find the right method. And that's kind of like what's always top of mind is like, well, I just haven't figured it out quite yet. Whereas someone with a fixed mindset is very much like, yep, this is, I guess, who I am. This is where I'm at, whatever. They may still try. They may still put effort forth, it, but it's usually pretty short lasting. And if something gets tossed at them, an extra challenge, obstacle, life gets in the way, it's like throwing the towel right off the bat. Because at that point, they're thinking to themselves, what, I don't think I can do it at the end of the day anyway. Right. Um, And what's tricky about this too, is that You may not fully even realize that you have a fixed mindset or maybe you're listening to me right now and you're like, shit, (laughs) that's me. That makes sense now, you know, Uh, but you just may not fully realize that that is what's holding you back until you start to pay more attention and see where this is going. And you hear like, oh, that's how I'm supposed to be seeing that super successful person, like as inspiration. I'm not supposed to be getting like super jealous of them or feeling like they have something that I don't because right then and there, like that already points out where your mindset is pointing. Um, but yeah, so long story short, we're really kind of, when we're determining growth versus fixed mindset, we're looking at, do you actually believe that you can change? That's
0: really good. Did, do you know, you don't have kids, right? I do not. Do you know that Kids are being taught growth and fixed mindset, like in elementary school. It's so awesome. I think it's fantastic. Um, my son also came home and learned about like um they call it the upstairs brain and the downstairs brain. And I was like, this kind of stuff is like what we were missing in the 90s uh, when we were growing up and like yes. emotional intelligence. They're like teaching them emotional intelligence. I just think it's uh, fascinating how much of this stuff that like we were missing <laughs> of like in in our education system has finally been start to like be brought in, but my kids, if you ask about growth versus fixed mindset, my kids can tell you all about it because every year they like learn about it and then they see how it's implemented and their teachers are always reminding them of it. It's like, you can't do this yet. And like, just uh-huh. I just think it's fascinating. And I'm, and I'm so glad that we're like bringing this into like the oh. next generation yeah. so that hopefully they will like have more success and develop yeah. the ability to be able to like shift the way that they're thinking about things so much better than us. Anyway, I just thought yeah. one of my favorite things that, that that we're doing in our school system you know there's a lot oh, of battle.
1: absolutely yeah and what's great so um carol dweck is yeah. kind of like the the mother of growth versus yeah. fixed mindset in the research for sure and she spearheaded a lot of the work in growth versus fixed mindset and a lot of it has started with children and started just with like younger humans in general because there is of course this idea it's not even an idea we know that this is true like the habits and behaviors and identities and things that we develop when we are younger do carry on into adulthood. I mean, we hear this all the time about childhood trauma and things like that as well. Um, but we know that the things that we're kind of like laying the groundwork for early do continue on into adulthood. So if we can get in there and talk about growth versus fixed mindset and all of this emotional intelligence, that's amazing younger and earlier on, Then there's a really, really great likelihood that they'll continue to carry that with them, whether they're like even fully like aware of it or not. Right. Um, so a lot, a lot, a lot of the mindset research started with younger people and started in academics as well. So that's really kind of where it started and has since kind of like sprouted out into a lot of different areas, including a lot of the work that I've done, which is in health and fitness behavior. So um, honestly, in 2015, when I first started in the mindset lab doing research on some of these concepts, there was only a handful of papers out there related to growth versus fixed mindset and how that plays a role in like exercise and healthy eating. And now it's continuing to like snowball and gain steam for sure in that area. But yeah, a lot of it started in academics and with younger people, which is awesome for sure. So cool. That's so great. Um, if, if you had to pick out three
0: characteristics or elements of mindset that were really good indicators of success for people, um, what, what would those like, those like green flags be? It's like, you see this
1: in a client you're like, yes, we're going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) What are those green flags for you? Yeah, for sure. So I do think, like, green flags that kind of indicate, like, ooh, we see growth mindset happening, for sure. Um, Something I actually kind of already touched on was how you see the success of other people. So a lot of times, like, something that I know I've seen even in client check-ins is Oh you know this girl on Instagram this is how she looks I want to look like her or um I saw this on Instagram do you think it's something that we could try blah 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 like always kind of like seeing other people doing things and them being successful and how you see that person and your perception of that person can really be indicative of where your mindset is at so green flag of a growth mindset in this area would be seeing that person as like I kind of mentioned before as inspiration right as they can do it. That must mean that I can do it too. Or if they figured it out, figured it out, then who's to say that I can't figure it out as well? Right. Whereas like, red flag of a fixed mindset would be a little bit more like, what do they have that I don't? You know, why are they, why did they get to be successful? And I feel like I'm working my ass off over here and I see nothing, you know? Um, so that's a really big one. As soon as you start seeing, like, even if you have clients who are maybe talking about other clients they're like, wow, she's done so well. I'm so excited to get to where she's been, you know, like that's a growth mindset, you know? Um, so that's a really big one. I think how you take feedback from other people, from coaches, from people in your life. So growth mindset green flag and this this needs to become like an instagram post or something green flag red flag (laughs) um growth mindset green flag here would be to receive that feedback as an opportunity to learn to get better to improve so you have maybe your coach is saying hey no problem you didn't hit your protein this week it is something that's really important so i want us to kind of continue to work on it if you're sitting over here like shit there i go again i can't do anything right like She's just like coming at me again, but she doesn't understand, you know, how tough my life is. Like that's red flag, fixed mindset, right? Green flag would be, okay, so what do we need to do? Here's some ideas. Do you think that's a good idea? What other ideas do you have? What has worked for your other clients? And really seeking like, okay, so I'm getting this feedback that I should be eating more protein, but like, how do I actually get better at it? And I'm going to go find resources to figure out how to do it. Right. So not necessarily like taking it personal. And just seeing it as information for you to kind of continue to get better, um, so that's a big one. Another big one is setbacks, failures, whatever you want to call it. Having a setback, like what does that do to you? Because green green flag growth mindset. That I would see in a check in would be like, hey, so I went to that barbecue this week. I know we had a plan, but I pretty much just blew it out of the water. You know, and nothing mattered as soon as my Mom brought out the apple pie that I didn't think was going to be there. It was game over. I had way too much. I didn't feel good about myself. But like, I'm excited to learn from this experience. And I want to talk through it with you and figure out how next time, if those surprises do come up, that I can be better prepared. You know, what 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 can that look like? What do I need to do here? So to me, that would be like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yes, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. Uh, let's pick it apart and like come up with a game plan for next time that maybe is going to work even better versus the opposing red flag fixed mindset situation would essentially be like, okay, so I know we had a plan. I totally screwed it up. Like, I just, I don't even want to talk about it. Let's just move on. Let's go forward. Like I want to pretend like it never happened or you could it could be even worse than that. Right. It could be like, this is what I always do to myself. Like, this is why I, I told you that I can't get anything right, that everything always fails. That no matter what I tried, No matter if I have a plan, like I always screw it up. That is very much fixed mindset. Of course, I'm kind of talking in extremes here. So you can really like see, of course you could kind of fall somewhere in the middle as well. That probably leans to the growth or fixed mindset side. Um, but yeah, so those are some, a few really good examples of like, that I can hear, you know, Feedback, stepbacks, and success are the big three that I'm talking about here and can really be indicative of whether or not you have that growth mindset versus maybe a little bit more on the fixed mindset side. So good.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, let, okay. So let's say if someone is like, Oh gosh, I'm totally hearing myself. When Casey's talking, uh, that's me. <laughs> I didn't realize, I yeah. I didn't realize that I'm doing that. What are some of the steps that that we can take? Maybe even like starting today, to, you yeah. know, we said awareness, right? Awareness. So mm-hmm. pat yourself on the back if you just did that. If you're like, oh gosh, this is me. Like awareness is a huge part of it. So you've already done something. So check that. But if they're like, okay, now that I'm aware of this, what is like one step that I can do
1: to start to shift that? What would you say? hmm. I think the next big part is number one, like have grace with yourself and be patient with yourself. Because this is this could be something like you're talking about, like childhood trauma and things. This could be something you've been carrying with you for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, maybe years. So to think like, Oh, wow, okay, I'm opening up my eyes, I'm realizing the things that I'm doing wrong. And I'm, the way that I'm thinking to myself, that's keeping me in this fixed mindset place, which is holding me back in so many other areas of my life, give yourself some grace like this is not something that's now going to change overnight that realization like you were saying that awareness piece is so 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 crucial and to have hold of that is huge and a lot of times honestly i've seen this with clients before with just having that light bulb moment of like oh my god that's what i'm doing to myself that's what i'm saying to myself that alone already helps them start to shift their mindset because now they they pick up on it a lot easier because it's just so much more salient in their brain. So if they start to have those thoughts or they say something out loud, they're like, oh, I, there I go again. Whereas before, they weren't even able to do that in the first place. So really just starting to pay attention now going forward when it does come up, what it looks like, what are those triggers, situations, people, environments, things that are actually keeping those fixed mindset thoughts alive. And like, it's not just you. Sure, it could be your childhood trauma or whatever it is, but there's other things in your life that are keeping those things alive too. So just really starting to pay attention to what those things are. And then I would say all of that, all of that is like, don't change anything yet, right? It's just pay attention, be aware, look at things, find the triggers and just like kind of be like a a researcher on your own life and gather the data that is out there. And then from there, you can really start to actively think, well, how would I think about this differently? How would I think about this from a growth mindset perspective? So for instance, um, going back to like that barbecue example, apple pie, right? I have no idea where that came from. I don't even like apple pie. Um, but if you're in that situation and previously you would have like beat yourself up over it, not spent any time thinking about it, just felt guilty and moved on and swept it under the rug. Now we can think like, okay, So in the past, this is how I would have handled it. And this is how I'm feeling. I am feeling guilty. And I didn't go as well as I wanted it to. But like, what would the growth mindset version of me do? You know, what would that look like? And so I'd probably see this as like a welcomed challenge. I may like seek resources to figure out like, really, how I can navigate this better in the future and spend a little bit more time thinking about it, knowing that discomfort breeds growth. So spending a little bit more time in that discomfort to really figure it out, you know, just kind of like going through it. And honestly, you don't have to believe it. You can just like, what would the growth mindset version of me do? Even if you don't believe anything that that growth mindset version is saying, just like, think about like, what that would potentially look like. Try it on, see how it feels. And it's not going to probably feel natural. It's not going to feel great. But over time, the more that you do that, you're quite literally rewiring the connections in your brain To start to go down that path and start to prune back the other path that used to be that was that fixed mindset path. So just it is one of those things that does take time and goes on um, over a period of time. But like I said before, sometimes just that awareness is enough to really kind of like kickstart things and make a difference right away.
0: It sounds like one of the first things you need to develop a growth mindset in is that you can develop a growth mindset. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. It's, it's like if you don't even believe that you can develop a growth mindset, yes, uh, we got to work on that first. But like, 100%. I love that you have like some really salient points of like here's some things that you can start to do to to make mm-hmm. that shift. Um, and it and it is possible, right? It it is not fixed. Your mindset yes. is not fixed. It is the it is the lens through which you see the world, and that lens can be shifted hundred um, percent. It's beautiful. Uh, so I hear this all the time and I'm sure that you do too. People blame their inability to hit their health and fitness goals on lack of motivation. Mm. And, um, I have lots of thoughts of that and I know that you have <laughs> thoughts about that. So <laughs> share your thoughts about this idea that people can't hit it, their goals because of lack mm. of motivation.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's a big one. I would say, honestly, I bet you could go ask anyone on the street, what's holding them back from like hitting health and fitness goals, being more consistent with their health and fitness behaviors. That 50% of them are going to say motivation and 50% of them are going to say self-control or willpower. Like, it's those are really the two big things. Um, and the truth is, like, yeah, motivation does play a role for sure. But I think we give it way too much credit, right? There's way, way, way too much... Placed on motivation as being like the thing that you need more of in order to be successful. When, like, go ask any successful person in any different area of life how they got to where they are, pretty much going to guarantee they're not going to say motivation, right? That's not going to be the first thing out of their mouth. Maybe it's a part of it. Like, oh, I was really motivated because I was broke and I needed to make more money. Well, of course, like if you're broke, you're going to be motivated to make money. But um, that said, It is a piece, but it's not the entire pie, right? Here I go back to the apple pie stuff. again. (laughs) But with that said, there's, it comes down to like the type of motivation more so as well than it does the amount of motivation. And I think that's another big thing that people miss is just like, oh, I need more of it. But it's like, yeah, but what kind of motivation do you want more of? Because truly at the end of the day, we have kind of like, two main categories of motivation one is intrinsic motivation so that's like very much internal to you things that you're doing because they're fun you enjoy them it makes you feel good um and then we have extrinsic motivation so things that are external to you you know i want to lose weight because i'm going on a trip next month or i want to get in shape because the guy that i like also is in shape and goes to the gym so those are extrinsic motivators that like can get you started but like Sure as hell are not going to be the things that keep you going for decades down the line, right? The intrinsic motivation is really the good stuff that's going to help you do that. There is like a healthy mix of them, right? So a lot of my motivation to go to the gym and eat healthy is very much so intrinsic at this point in my life. But of course, yeah, there are trips that I go on and things like that, photo shoots where I'm like, you know, it'd be nice to be a little bit leaner. And those are very much extrinsic goals. However, they fall on a different part of the spectrum because they're still tied that intrinsic motivation that I have, because I still have this whole lifestyle and interest set up around health and fitness behavior. So having that extrinsic, like smaller goal really isn't something that's going to like throw me off. Right. But if you put all of your motivation eggs in the extrinsic motivation basket, that's where we really run into issues. So Honestly, the biggest thing is like determining like, where's your motivation coming from? And also, how do we start to cultivate more of this intrinsic motivation versus relying on extrinsic motivation? Which I think honestly, really is the motivation problem. If there is one ever in the health and fitness world, it's just relying too much on the extrinsic motivation and expecting that to keep you going because it's, it's honestly just not going to.
0: Yeah, that's really good, and I think just even breaking that down for people of you know if you're listening, asking yourself the question: Are my current goals based on? Is my current motivation mm-hmm. based on extrinsic versus intrinsic? And it, not that one is right or wrong, but it sounds like you need a you need both, and you really need the intrinsic, yes. uh, to support the extrinsic. And and so I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of like goal shaming that happens on the interwebs, and you know that's not what Casey's saying. She's saying mm-hmm. that like. And the intrinsic needs to be that foundation that you build that. And extrinsic goals off of, which I, I, I love that, um, that you kind of broke that down for us. Um, let's talk just a little bit about stress uh, because stress is one of those things that feels really unavoidable in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go through life, you're probably going to ex- experience stress. And so I'm just curious, what does the research teach us about stress and specifically how it relates to our health and fitness goals? And is there anything mm-hmm. that we can be doing to make those fit a little bit better together.
1: Yeah, yeah. Stress is a really, really big topic. Um, and of course, I think, I think stress is really cool <laughs> in a way because it really is the clearest indicator of how our minds are very, so, very much so connected to our bodies, right? So things like your, your primary stress hormone is cortisol. And cortisol can rise based on psychological stress, so you being psychologically stressed because of work, because of relationships, because of your kids, because of your life, et cetera, all of the, all of the things that go on in our lives, that can raise your hormone levels, right? So physiologically, how you're thinking Is actually getting like impacted, right? So I think that's a it's a really clear indicator. If there ever if you ever needed an argument of how these things are connected, like that's just like so so clear, right? Because first thing you're oh your cortisol levels are high. Well, then you need to meditate more. You need to take more breaks. You know, deep deep breathing, all this stuff. And it's like that's all psychological stuff, right? Um, So with that said, kind of looking at stress from a mindset perspective is where I like to go with this and how it relates to health and fitness goals. Because yes, I would agree. Some level of stress is unavoidable in our lives. Some stress is actually necessary in order for us to continue to grow and get better. Um, and honestly, like the more, most like basic form, like being in the gym and building muscle, like we're quite literally putting stress on our bodies and hoping that it adapts over time. Like that is how you get better in the gym. You get stronger, you build muscle, things like that. So the same goes for your life, right? Like you need some level of stress, some love call it pressure, whatever in order to like continue to level up and do the next best thing, if we were just like kind of coasting along and super comfy and tranquil all the time and didn't have any of those pressures, like we're not going to have any just like get up and go get them type of feelings at all, right? So we do need a little bit of that. And honestly, that in and of itself, that kind of perspective shift is where mindset really, really plays a role. So what we know about how mindset and stress kind of come together in the research is a lot of the work is coming from um, Kelly McGonigal that I have in my head. She's a researcher at Stanford and has a bunch of like really, really great books and TED talks and things like that for sure. So if this is something that's interesting to you, I would look into her some more. Um, But she talks about the difference between stress being enhancing and stress being debilitating. So you can have a stress is enhancing mindset and a stress is debilitating mindset. So really when we're looking at these, we're kind of looking at stress is enhancing is more or less like a growth mindset about stress and stress is debilitating is more or less a fixed mindset about stress. So thinking about you in your own situations and when you're stressed out, how do you see it? Nine times out of 10 people are like stress equals bad. Stress is a bad thing right so if you're constantly telling yourself that though and as soon as you get like a stressful email or you're feeling kind of those symptoms of stress like racing heart weight sweaty palms like shortness of breath like things like that that feel stressful in the moment or just like feelings of anxiety in general we're typically labeling them as a bad thing right but if we can start to shift our perspective of this and think Okay, I'm feeling this way. I'm having these physical symptoms because my body is meant to do this. It's preparing me for this challenge. Like, this is my body getting me ready to handle what's in front of me. That can make all of the difference, right? So, a lot of this is like if stress at the end of the day is 110% perceived. Yes, we can argue that like some stressful incidents are going to be inherently stressful things like a car accident right like of course it's going to be stressful for anybody no matter what but there are very big levels like varying levels of stress in that moment one person may be relatively calm cool collected let's exchange insurance you know we'll figure this out um i'm gonna call and cancel my meeting later today and we'll chat Someone else could be hysterical, bawling, can't get any words out, doesn't know what to do, is super overwhelmed, and they're both having the exact same experience, right? Of course, yeah, there may be something different between these people's lives and how it's going to impact them. Someone may have insurance, someone may not, whatever. Um, But ultimately, like you get to decide in that moment how stressful something is and how you're going to respond to it. So getting into this perspective of like, maybe stress isn't that bad all of the time. And maybe some stress is actually good for me and it is helpful. And maybe when I'm feeling these physical effects of stress, it's because my body is doing what it's supposed to be doing, you know, and is biologically wired to prepare me for these things. Um, And the more you can kind of really start to like believe that the better you are at handling stress. So and that really plays a role in health and fitness behaviors too, because a lot of times we're like, oh, I'm I'm so stressed, so I eat too much, or I'm so stressed, so I don't eat enough and all of these things. So really starting to just like reframe like where this is the stress is coming from and why and what it means to you can make all of the difference with those things as well.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's really, really good. <laughs> Oh, this has been so fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing uh, with my audience, Casey. It's, it's been phenomenal. Um, If people are wanting to connect with you or continue following you or learn more, where can
1: they find you? Yeah, so as far as social media goes, my main platform is Instagram. So you can find me over there and I'm Coach Casey Joe on there. It's Coach with a C, but Casey with a K and Joe without an E. Um, I'm trying, trying to dabble in the world of TikTok. I don't know if you've spent any time. Same. There, but... I just got on <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm um... attempting. So I'm Coach Casey Joe over there as well. Um and both platforms, you're gonna find a lot of like this mixture of health, behavior, change, fitness, nutrition, strength, training, mindset, all kind of like packed together. Um, so you can find me there if you're interested in any of like my programs, things that I do. I have the health mindset coaching certification um, is one of my big quote unquote claims to fame, I suppose. Um, people come to me a lot for and you can learn more about all of those things on my website, which is kjocoaching.com.
0: And we'll link all of that up in the show notes as well. So you can always go there to find links. Awesome. Casey, this has been phenomenal. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Such a good episode, right? Um, So many of the things that she said, I'm just sitting over here nodding my head and just saying to myself, okay, hopefully if they hear it from me and they hear it from Casey, that it will really start to sink in. So much of these things we really just need to hear over and over and over again. And I just love what she shared on the podcast about motivation, intrinsic versus extrinsic. I love that how we talked a little bit about the difference between all or nothing mindset and fixed versus growth mindset and the overlap that occurs between the two. I love this idea of mindset being the lens that you... See the world through, and of course that that lens can be changed. And how important it is to to put the lens in that you want to have. Put the lens in that's going to help drive you to the results and the goals that you have set for yourself. Again, if you love this episode, please take the time, share it with somebody, tag me on stories, tell me what you love, tell me what your biggest takeaway was, and then go put it into action. Because remember, learning is great, but Nothing changes until we put the things that we learn into action. So tag me, tell me how you're going to put this into action, and I can't wait to hear from you. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong, because remember, my friend, you can do anything. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.